The following is a fourth-hand production. I've been expecting you. Oh, forgive me. We haven't been formally introduced, have we? Well, my name is... Oh, but my name is unimportant, really. After all, you didn't come here to learn my name, did you? You came here because I am an expert. An expert on the terrors of the night. What we are about to explore is a vast subject and absolutely fascinating. Imagination. Oh, yes, of course, imagination. It's a lovely thing to have to entertain you on a long and boring day. But when it's dark, very dark, and you are walking a midnight mile through a lonely countryside... Those shadows you see begin to twist and breathe, taking on shapes of all manner of ghoul and monster, and then they reach out and grab you. Do they? Or is it just your imagination? Possibly. It wouldn't be Halloween without Vincent Price in this week's topic. Werewolves, next on Stereo 51. Undisturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that just loves, loves the fall. Warm apple cider, bonfires, hoodies, vampires, blood-curdling screams, axe murderers. It's Halloween this week on Hysteria 51. Dear Great Pumpkin, I'm looking forward to your arrival on Halloween night. I hope you will bring me lots of presents. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we are your hosts and head pumpkin experts, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Wait, how can a pumpkin costume be sexy? It was carved in strategic places. (laughs) That's right, John. It's Halloween, and boy, do we have a ghoulish delight for you kids. See what I did there? (laughs) Mm. Uh, But before we get to the topic, question. What's your best Halloween costume growing up as a kid? What was your favorite? Easy. Uh, when I was about nine years old, I was a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Well, you just had that on the top of your head. <laughs> but, uh, I'm in. I'm impressed. It sticks out from the rest. Thank you, Seabot. Uh, and let's be specific. I was Raphael. I wanted to be Michelangelo because he was my favorite at the time, but they only had red eye masks in this particular Those set bastards. that I got at the uh, party tree. Uh, anyway, it was great. And it had that uh, that green and, and likely toxic face paint that you use. <laughs> Huge fake plastic shell. The whole deal. Nice. I actually stick with the whole cartoon theme. My favorite is also my least favorite because um, it was kind of it was kind of a uh, I think I might even have told this before. It was kind of troubling for me. And one of my favorite shows was He-Man. So I, I didn't want to be He-Man. Everyone wants He-Man. So I go and I get a Buzz-Off costume. Do you remember Buzz-Off? He was the warrior bee in He-Man. He was like a badass. He had these pinchers and, and you know, just a, just a badass. And the masters of the universe. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> Good job, Seba. So, so Buzz-Off is this warrior bee, you know, and he's uh-huh. just this badass. I loved it. And there's this whole colony of these bees and they ate ambrosia that made them I'm like just as powerful as he man so i get this badass suit i got like an axe and stuff and i'm walking around ding dong trick-or-treat oh look at the cute little bumblebee <laughs> oh my god no, I'm, a, I'm a fucking warrior no you're a bumblebee. warrior bee <laughs> no you don't fuck it you know it's funny that <laughs> i was like the worst halloween and i was so happy before we went out <sighs> like your life, right? Uh, no, uh, that reminds me of... Hold up, douche nozzle. You didn't ask me yet. Ask <laughs> you what, dude? You didn't ask what my favorite costume was. That other annoying voice you're hearing is the unfortunate third host of this show. And the one most likely to actually have a corpse 
not just a Halloween prop, lying around the property. The one and only Conspiracy Bot. Truth. I built Seabot to help produce the show. Instead, he just drinks too much and threatens to kill me and others. And apparently he likes to go trick-or-treating? I don't remember taking you trick-or-treating, but <laughs> okay, I'll bite. What was your favorite costume? Definitely the year I went as a zombie. Why? A dead meat sack running around turning other meat sacks into dead meat sacks. Sounds amazing. It's something to aspire to. That idea is truly terrifying. You know, a robot zombie? It's like like Robocop but zombified? No, no, no. The idea of conspiracy about around children. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. Zombie children. I still have that daycare dream. Okay, enough. Brent, Brent, we have an equally terrifying topic for Halloween this year. Werewolves. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. If you, if you got to look at you know the whole the pantheon of monsters and, and the creature and, and Frankenstein's monster, werewolves, is, it's, it's my, my jam. Did you bring your silver bullets? I always have silver bullets. You brought the silver bullet, <laughs> bullet Coors Light. I carry. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that they get their just due in a lot of, of movies and stuff. I love them. In fact, one of my favorite, literally favorite tellings of it is, um, uh, well, we're going to touch about it in the future. So I'm not going to say now, well, it, but it, one of my favorite tellings of a, of a, uh, of a werewolf is in a movie. You know, I think the reason it hasn't gotten the same love affair that, that some of the other monsters have is it's hard. It's Tweens hard. don't like them as much. Well, in Twilight they do, but it's hard to sex it up. It's hard to sex up a, a, a mongrel that probably smells bad and I don't has know, hair obviously, everywhere. Obviously, you don't go to the furry fests that I, I see everyone <laughs> posting about. But seriously, like you know, a, a vampire can look cool, and zombies are just trying to be gross and scary as possible. The problem with with werewolves is oh, they also- are overly sexified now too. Google that. Uh, oh Lord God! No thanks, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> but the problem with werewolves is they're also people too. So you kind of want to they they want to go the sexy route, but then it turns into this snarling Ow. hell beast. Ooh. <laughs> <Ow. laughs> We're dealing with something that's real. Before we get to movies, it's lycanthropy is something that actually exists. So the dictionary says it's a supernatural transformation of a person into a wolf, as recounted in folk tales, or a form of madness involving the delusion of being an animal, usually a wolf. Well, we'll find out later if that's true or not, with correspondingly altered behavior. So already different than most monsters run into, there's a mental disorder attached where people actually believe that they're wolves or were animals of some sort. Well, and the mental disorder was named after the the folk legend. Yeah, lichens, lycanthrope, lycanthropy. Right. It's really interesting that there are people that say they're vampires. They have a type psychic that they look vampires at. yeah well or some people say that they drink there, there are like the our ones out uh, there. fourth episode i believe so <laughs> there's psi vampires there there's ones that still do drink blood though it's blood play more than than anything oh yeah yeah and then the the, the people who elect to be victims yeah exactly there's nothing safer than answering a craigslist ad asking to drink your blood right everyone knows that <laughs> but it's interesting that these people there that can be inflicted with something that really think I am a wolf. That's interesting. So uh, there's more to this than most of the monsters out there. I, I will say that. Well, yeah, because no matter what you think about the legend of, you know, at a full moon, someone turning into a beast, the medical version of it does exist and yeah. can't be argued. So you know, medical version aside, these, we're, we're going to nail down what, what a werewolf really is. So these shape-shifting creatures tend to be portrayed as having unusual speed, strength, reflexes, and senses. And sometimes they're in control. Sometimes the animal is. And that's a big distinction, depending on which movie or folklore you're listening to. It's the anthropomorphized wolf version of dr jekyll and mr hyde right exactly it, that's actually really good now now some take it a little well even in some of the dr jekyll and mr hyde he learns to control it or, or it's almost the you know the the bruce banner you know and the hulk right bruce the, banner and the, the wolf ba the know? bad the beast can be controlled to <laughs> yeah. do good and they're found in as you all know countless movies television shows werewolf in the 80s from the age-old classic the wolfman Lon Chaney. Uh, Twilight, Underworld series to the modern day masterpiece, Wolf Cop. <laughs> I don't know Wolf oh Cop. Oh my God. So I don't know if you're ready for it, but it's a wolf, werewolf, that's also a cop. No. <laughs> it is cheese on purpose, and it is fantastic. And now there's also Wolf Cop 2, and it's just as good. You mentioned the Underworld series. Watching the first, you know, that's the battle of lichens versus yeah. uh, vampires. Yeah. Watching like the first one, 
however long ago. I mean, it had to have been a decade now, at least, I would think. More than, probably. Would you have thought it would have spawned the number? No. I mean, how many have there been? I don't care, because as long as they keep putting her in that outfit, just keep pumping them out. Uh, you know, I'll keep watching, because Kate Beckinsale can do no wrong. And I, I agree with that. And it's funny, if you watch the series, they aren't all great. But it's not like the steady decline of yeah. some series where they just get worse and worse and worse. They'll pop one in that's pretty decent. Yeah. And then they'll go back to being crap again. So I'm I'm looking. It looks like there have been five Underworld movies yeah. starting back in 2003, 15 years ago. Yep. yep. That's crazy. That you is know? nuts. Kate that, Beckinsale that, is, that, is She just... was in all but the second one, I think. The second one didn't star her. That was the oh uh, rise of the lichens, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. pre when she was a vampire, vampire. Yeah. right? So we talked about Wolf Cop, uh, of course, Twilight. Now I will say this: in Twilight, they weren't actually werewolves; they were shapeshifters. And if you read the books, they even made that distinction. They are not werewolves, but you know, we'll give them a buy for the most part. Well, I, I mean. Even considering the Twilight series and in this whole canon is is tough. And I and it's not I, by the tough way because uh, it made a ton of money. Yeah, there you got to go. Let me explain why it's tough. I uh, I've mentioned before in this show that I really enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's something that's a worldwide phenomenon, I will read it. I read all the Harry Potter books. Loved them, by the way. They were mm-hmm. great. Not just for kids. Really well written. J.K. Rowling is a master. So then the, the whole Twilight thing happened. I'm like, well, I like weird stuff. I like mm-hmm. vampires. I like werewolves. Let's check it out. I read the whole series. I did too. They are awful. They're very bad. It's I, I could write a better bad. series. I mean, not I shouldn't say, I'm not saying that I am a better writer than her. I'm saying I could grammatically, like where the commas go, no, like it's awful. Not only are they really bad, they're better than the movies. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> it's you know, very true. But there's a lot of stuff out there. And like I said, granted, werewolves often play second fiddle to especially zombies today but in yeah. you know in the past vampires and stuff but monsters have a long history you know from the universal monsters wolfman is one of them but you got a lot of the wolfman you know and then uh benicio del toro did a his version of it not too long ago but there's a lot of movies teen wolf the teen wolf series you absolutely know, teen wolf 2 uh, michael j fox and then jason bateman there you go uh the howling series which Speaking of steady decline, those did go down. Uh, there's a couple gems. Howling 5 or 6 where he kills the vampire. I actually like that one. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, also, there's one of them where they're where, uh, they're where marsupials. They're in Australia and they're like the, uh, they're where Tasmanian tigers. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've never, I've never watched the Howling series. Now, it, is it worth my time to go back and watch the first one? The first three are pretty good, and then like the like sixth pretty good, one, like, or is it worth like, the time? It, I enjoyed them, like, but you 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 got to realize you're watching '80s, less than the greatest budget practical effects, you know? Yeah. But speaking of that, there's a TV show called Werewolf that was practical effects that I really liked, um, and it was like a creature of the week. Every week he was fighting to. Uh, Help out while he's trying to track down the person who turned him. Isn't that that's kind of like uh they brought back Teen Wolf for an MTV show, but it's more like serious, you know, and it's brooding. Well, no, the, the no, so is the MTV show. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's what I. That's what I yeah, the, that is the your brooding. other show wasn't serious. No, it was. It was very much okay. so. Yeah, very much. So. Uh, Dog Soldiers. That's a cool movie if you've ever seen. You know, I haven't just, seen that one either. Yeah, they're they're soldiers and they're they're soldiers I, fighting soldiers who happen to be werewolves. I did see Wolf. Uh, the Jack Nicholson movie? Yes, which is a different take on it. It was a different take on it. I enjoyed it. Now, the the teaser clip in Grindhouse, Werewolf Women of the SS. <laughs> uh, uh, you can't not talk about American Werewolf in London. So That kind of set the bar for practical effects with werewolves. Rick Baker won the first Oscar for, for effects. We admire makeup artist and creature creator Rick Baker very, 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 very much. Thank you, Dave and Chainsaw. So they they actually call that that award the Rick Baker Award because it it I don't think this has been proven, but they say that that award is pretty much created because of that movie. It was amazing. It was amazing. you don't. I mean, the transformation scene, which feels like it takes 10 minutes because mm-hmm. uh, you're like watching the guy expand. Yeah. And it looks painful. Watch that recently. And I think what people miss about that movie. It's a comedy. Is it? It was done by John Landis, who did the Blues Brothers, who did Animal House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has these kind of almost like pratfall moments. Yeah. And but it also doesn't go ahead and make the joke like. 
in Animal House, they go ahead and make the joke. Yeah, it, it, it stops this one is one short. of those movies that it actually can be uh, enjoyed by a wider audience. I think like you can be like, okay, well, it's kind of funny, and you can also be like, oh, this is a straight horror movie. But you know how because like, it's got its that's score. True. That it does. Oh yeah, and you know how Landis in the comedic movies will stop a scene about ten seconds short of where you would expect the mm-hmm. team scene. It just it just cuts. Yeah, he does that in this movie, but there's no jokes, and it, right, right, it's it's it throws you off kilter. I I really enjoy the style of the movie. It's not exactly a warm ending, but the whole thing about it is great. Right, 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 right. right. Speaking of fun movies, excellent werewolf, if you ask me. Silver Bullet. Uh, it was adapted from a short story from Stephen King, uh, Cycle of the Werewolf, I think is what it was called. Uh, Silver Bullet is uh, Corey Haim in a wheelchair, and he's fighting off his preacher who happens to be a werewolf. Just And Gary Busey's in it, uh, oh, which is shit. the most terrifying part of the movie. One of the Corys and Gary Busey? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm oh, in. Yes, yes. You mentioned the Wolfman earlier. Classic, awesome, like you mentioned, universal monsters. Abbott uh, and Costello versus the Wolfman. Oh, you know, yeah. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Yep. You know, there's all those movies. Abbott and Costello with the Wolfman's awesome. <laughs> but uh, here's my question, and I honestly don't know the answer. They've been reviving the universal. They did the mummy. Are they still? Are they moving forward with I that? I don't know. So as of last, it, the mummy didn't do great. But then I read, okay, well we're going to go ahead and move forward. And I don't know. So originally the thought was that the vampire movie from a couple of years ago with Luke Evans was Dra- going to be was that Dracula Unleashed. Yes, it was a very good movie. I so enjoyed that was it. Part of the Universal Monster. I don't canon. know because originally they said that, and it would make sense if it was. I hope that they do do that. And then the Mummy, and um, you know, in the Mummy, you also got Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, but it, it was a really interesting tale. I didn't think it was as bad as a lot of people said, but it was a Tom Cruise movie. I enjoyed it for what it was. I would like to see them go ahead and and you know use those and make some more monster movies. But those all pale in comparison to my favorite telling of a monster movie with all the monsters and the Wolfman, the Monster Squad. I mean, it, it, it is just my favorite telling of a way. And you get the whole Look at a guy who's tortured as a werewolf. Obviously, he's been this werewolf for a very long time, and he doesn't want to do it. And he's trying to get people to help him. He's like, it starts out, the guy gets shot in a, in a police precinct because he's yelling, lock me up, lock me up. You know, I'm, I'm going to kill people. And they end up shooting him. And uh, then he turns into a werewolf and goes crazy. And then at the end, when the guy does get finally shot by the silver bullet, and, like the kid's looking at him, and he's like holding the, his, clutching his wound and he's like thank you <laughs> if you listen to the show at all you know that brent likes that movie because we've talked about it on at least six episodes it is there will be 16 more there will be 16 more <laughs> the one that we haven't mentioned that is in the same world not as as monster squad but it is the Wolfman uh, van helsing yeah i absolutely know kate beckinsale's and i despise that movie i hate it another another dr jekyll and mr hyde cameo there oh, now why I thought the, the, the effects were cheesy. The acting was bad. It, I didn't like the tone. Um, I just did not like the movie. And it felt like... <laughs> Other than that, how was the Wolver- play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's Wolverine as Van Helsing. That's what it felt like. Okay, fair enough. So they're in a lot of movies. They're even in your serials. Remember Fruit Brute? It was like Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute and Cho- uh, was that, uh, was that Chocula. Same, yeah. Was that in the same world as Booberry? Yeah, well, absolutely. We're going to go to break. When we return, you're probably going to want to take out a pen and paper because we break down how to become a lycanthrope next on Hysteria 51. It's not a mail away from Sally Struthers. It's not correspondence school. Seabot wants to become one. That's weird. Good luck. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So 
it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You probably grew up eating frank I was always a Captain Crunch guy. Oh, you were the monster. World. I wasn't in the monster world. My favorite cereal. This isn't weird. This part of it. Uh, I like Rice Krispies. We always had Rice Krispies and we always had Frosted Flakes. So I would mix the two. And I like them because it's a little bit different texture, you know. So because Frosted Flakes are very sugary and Rice Krispies weren't. But I like my cereal soggy. So you mix the two and you mix it up real good and you put it in them in the refrigerator. Then you go take a shower to get ready. Then you come back and you eat it. Perfect cereal. You're lying to everybody. You don't take showers. <laughs> my favorite cereal is the podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> season one, maybe, but if you if you kept no, the new season's great. I I'm enjoying season it. Season two was I couldn't I couldn't listen. To season didn't two. like the Bo no. Berg doll. Uh. <laughs> All right, nation, we are back and we are talking werewolves. Yeah, if you want a new pet, we're going to teach you how to create a werewolf. In a word, there's lots of ways. It's not just one way to make a wolf. It turns out uh, a werewolf. There's several ways, depending on, you know, your flavor of the week of, of lore. 
I'm listening. <laughs> so the book Giants, Monsters, and Dragons, love the title there, folklorist Carol Rose notes that in ancient Greece, it is believed that a person could be transformed by eating the meat of a wolf that has been mixed with that of a human and that the condition was irreversible. So mixed. you're always How do you uh, like chop it up real fine and make tacos? Yeah, you know, it's like that's uh, that sounds more like a Wendigo or whatever. That's when you eat human meat and you turn into a monster. But I guess you add some wolf in there and it... Such that way. I've never had any wolf meat. I haven't had any human either. <laughs> Glad that you went down that avenue. Like first. I said, I've never had any wolf meat. <laughs> so centuries later, other methods were said to create werewolves, including, and we're going to run through these, being cursed. Just, hey, uh, you're a wolf. Okay. Damn uh, it. Or by being conceived under a new moon. That seems like there would be a lot of... Now, I guess you got to be porking outside under a new moon, but still, back in the day, that happened quite a bit. <laughs> hey, baby, why don't you come back to my cave? Oh, no, we can't. There's a new moon tonight. We wouldn't want right. little Timmy to be a werewolf. Now, they didn't break it down but by eating certain herbs. I bet Wolfsbane's one of them, but certain herbs. Or by well, no, Wolfbane keeps it away. But maybe eating it, though. That's, that's, that's if there is one. Maybe eating it beforehand. Well, we'll see. Let's I think see. it's cilantro. <laughs> or by sleeping under the full moon on a Friday. That seems really specific. Or by drinking water that has been touched by a wolf. That seems, again, like there'd be werewolves everywhere. Or even drinking from a wolf's paw print in the full moon. Party <laughs> time. <laughs> that seems that's, really specific. That's like the kid that you went to school with that always is the one-upper. Well, uh, not only to be my kind of werewolf do you need to do something under a full moon, it has to be drank from a wolf's paw print. So, yeah. Right, right. Oh, oh, we, duh. And get bitten or scratched. Yeah. Know, and then yeah, yeah. survive. That's the hard part, surviving. Right. We almost forgot that. What were we thinking? Well, much like the protagonist's friend, an American werewolf in London, the beast itself wants to you know, eviscerate you. So surviving is tough. The right. only reason that he survives is the group of, of local townies comes out and sh and shoots him. Right. Uh, shoots the old werewolf. Right, right, exactly. Another interesting thing, if you watched Being Human, the TV show, now the American version. Uh, my wife watched the British version. I watched the American version. Then we tried to talk about it, and they were very different. But they captured the werewolf and had him in a cage, and then they would bring people by, and it would lash out at them and scratch them. Boom, werewolf. And they were making like a werewolf army that way. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good way to do it. I like it. That's an easy way to, uh, yeah, easy way to make werewolf. Now, this one was a new one on me doing the research. I got to tell you, I'd never heard of this. It was also widely believed in the past that werewolves could dress in a special protective wolf skin, though they had to remove it at daybreak and hide it. And if their magical pelt was found and taken from the werewolf in human form, he or she could be killed. Essentially what they're saying, it's like an item you would get in a fantasy game. It's the magic werewolf belt. And when you put the pelt on, you turn into one. And when you take it off, you're no longer one. Right, right. Exactly. There you go. Uh-oh. My plus five to werewolf just wore off. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, though the full moon was originally only one of the many possible causes of lycanthropy, it's kind of the one that stuck, meaning there was lots of ways for them to turn into it other than, oh, it's a full moon, I need to turn. But that's the one that kind of stuck. Through and you can ages. give the old Universal movie, The Wolfman, a lot of credit for most of the tropes that go along with The Wolfman that have stuck. You know, we mentioned all these different things. The ones that are commonly known in, in culture today came from that movie. Now, my one of my favorites didn't come from that movie, which is Silver. And That's we'll get true. to that, that in the future. Not. It's that really cool. That one did not. Many people associate the moon with werewolves, and outside of just werewolves, madness. So go find a cop or an EMT, and you say, hey, what's the worst night? They're going to tell you full moon. They always say that. And I thought that was interesting. So I looked it up, and it says, the perception may be rooted in more psychological and imagination than reality. Carefully controlled studies have not found good evidence supporting the idea. So maybe it's just like, oh, here we go. And when you expect something to be bad, it's probably going to be bad. And uh, there's also no known mechanism by which the moon would somehow influence a person's mind but like to in, make her him or her more dangerous. In dime store psychology, it's, it would seem to make sense, right? Because we know the you wouldn't think so, but you know that the moon controls the tides. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't whatever magical effect 
it's gravity. Uh, but what I, why couldn't whatever magic that work <laughs> doesn't even exist, John? Graviton controlled by the moon. Everyone knows this. Uh, you know, I want to. I. I want to stop the show and call you out on your horse shit. Constantly <laughs> pushing big gravity. Big gravity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, the uh, you know, if you didn't know better, you'd be like, well, it controls the tide. Why couldn't it control right. behavior? Imagination and expectations can make a lot of things happen. So you think there could be magic moonbeams. Magic moonbeam. Magic moonbeam. You think that uh, you have special powers because the moon's out. Well, then you're going to go a little bit crazier than you normally would possibly. Speaking of crazy, well, that seems to work too because as we talked about earlier, there's actual lycanthropy. What's, what is that? Clinical lycanthropy is defined as a rare psychiatric syndrome that involves a delusion that the affected person can transform into, has transformed into, or is a non-human animal. Yeah, and of course, its name, like you had actually said earlier, is rooted in the condition of you know lycanthropy is is being a werewolf, yeah. right? Uh, a supernatural infliction in which humans are said to shape shift into wolves. Lycanthropy, actual medical diagnosed lycanthropy, is very rare. But it exists. And there's some symptoms. People think they are in the process of becoming a wolf or they are a wolf. Now, I say wolf animal. Okay. And it's associated with the altered states of mind that accompany psychosis, the mental state that typically involves delusions and hallucinations. Delusions about being a wolf as opposed to your just delusions of grandeur. Or, you know, your delusions of deflection. Stuff like that. Try better next time. The transformation only seeming to happen in the mind and behavior of the afflicted person, meaning they're not actually turning into a werewolf, but uh, they sure think so. So they did a study on lycanthropy from McLean Hospital, and it reported it on a series of cases and proposed some diagnostic criteria by which lycanthropy could be recognized. Uh, one, a patient reports in a moment of lucidity or reminiscence that they sometimes feel that they are an animal or have felt like one. Right. Or two, a patient behaves in a manner that resembles animal behavior. For example, howling growling or crawling as you do of course are they counting if you do the worm at a dance i actually have photos of you during the worm at a dance but <laughs> i think i need to uh, post those on hysteria nation i, I don't bet i that, can find them there's no need for that thank you interesting though even though this seems to be uh you know psychosis you know showing itself there's no specific diagnosis of a mental or neurological illness associated with these behavioral consequences. So it's kind of its own thing. It's interesting. And it's so rare that it's not well studied. It also seems that lycanthropy is not specific to an experience. Human to wolf transitions. There's a wide variety of creatures have been reported. Uh, people feel like they're shape-shifting or turning into. I'm a sex panther. Grr. Jesus, dude. So in 30 published cases of lycanthropy, only the minority of which have been a wolf or a dog. Uh, canines are certainly not uncommon, though. The experience has been transformed into hyenas, cats, horses, birds, tigers, even been reported on, on more than one occasion. And then when you go into like Asian countries, they talk about more things like foxes and dogs are usual, stuff like that. Well, and this is where actual clinical lycanthropy has something in common with the folklore lycanthropy. There are reports of people turning into wolves, both in the clinical sense and kind of the folklore sense, mm -hmm. in areas that wolves are. Right. Yeah. If an area doesn't have wolves, you don't get a big deluge well, of that's people. That's why there are in Japan there are foxes, dogs, and honeybees. Now, I know, and that's what I'm saying. That they they both are rooted in what's actually in the area. Yeah. Uh, which which makes what a ton of sense. What you see is what you get. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the interesting one. In 1989, a case that they described one individual reported a serial transformation, experienced a change from human to dog to horse. Then finally the cat before returning to the human existence after treatment. When they asked why, they said, I don't know why I swallowed a fly. <laughs> Do you remember that book? Like literally, I don't you swallow a little cat to get to the rat and all that crap. Like literally, that's what it sounds like. I'm just sitting here in awe. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't remember that book? No. There once was a lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Now it sounds like normal, but this whole lady <laughs> goes through eating different animals to try to she swallows something to get to the fly, then to get to that and that, and then when it later in the song. Balloon after she munched that raccoon. Oh dear. He munched the raccoon to catch the snake. She slurped on the snake to catch the rat. She scarfed on the rat to catch the frog. She gulped on the frog to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. 
and it goes on and on and on. And finally, I think a horse and it kills her. Like Someone needs things. to arrest this woman. Well, the pet house murders of 1989. Brent, the tie to between lycanthropy and an actual medical condition is not recent. It, it, you, the, you can find vestiges of it going back through history all the way to the seventh century where the Alexandrian physician Paulus Agenetta. Uh, he actually went by Biggest Dickus, but that works too. <laughs> attributed lycanthropy to melancholia or, quote, excess of black bile. Now, that is a a, a trope that we're going to find, uh, this whole melancholia. Oh, you're depressed? Must be lycanthropy kind of went through the ages. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even King James VI in his 1597 treatise, Daemonology, does not blame werewolf behavior on delusions created by the devil, but an excess of melancholy as the culprit, which caused some men to believe they were wolves as to counterfeit the actions of these animals. So throughout history, way back when, people were depressed, and so they thought, well, if I'm depressed, I must be, I think, they're saying like, oh, you must be you must be turning into a wolf. And then they go, well, shit, okay, and then you act it out, and, and you're... you're 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 sick in the head. That's the leap I make. You're depressed. You're turning into a wolf. So fun times. I went to the doctor. He said, uh, "How you feeling?" Well, doc, I'm, my wife left me and I lost my job. Oh God, we got another wolf on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me my silver. So fun times. Yeah, but what are some real cases of werewolves? We're talking about some things, melancholy stuff. We're gonna go to break. When we come back, we're gonna tackle real cases of werewolves in history. Next on Hysteria Fifty One. <laughs> I think we already did the movie. There's documentaries. Every one of them. Yeah. Especially Teen Wolf. Oh, Werewolves of Chicago. That was the follow-up hit. Warren Zenon, yeah. Zenon? Is that Zivon? Zivon? I don't remember. Zivon. Warren Zivon. There you go. We didn't even talk about music. There's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're I'd all like over. to meet his tailor. <laughs> so who the hell, John? Who the hell told the first story of a werewolf? Alex P. Keaton. There you go. Yeah. Now, it, it, where do you trace it back to? Well, it's it's unclear exactly when and where the werewolf story originated. But if we were going to take a guess, uh, we'd look back to the Epic of Gilgamesh, the mm. oldest known Western prose. I celebrate that on my bookshelf. When Gilgamesh jilted a potential lover... Because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. You know what? I enjoyed our date. But after talking with you, I might might just go ahead and back off a little bit. I, I shouldn't have swiped right. <laughs> you 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 made Ted into a wolf. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going down that path. Yeah, but I'm different now. I mean, I'll treat you better. <laughs> I'll change. Um, uh, love me. Love me. Love me. Werewolves made another early appearance in Greek mythology with the legend of Lycaon. Uh, according oh, that, to the, that's an interesting name. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, according to the legend, Lycaon, the son of Pelascus, angered the god Zeus when he served him a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed boy. And as punishment, the enraged Zeus turned Lycaon and his son into wolves. Well, there you have it. It's Zeus's fault. You know, you give him one crappy meal and he curses an entire family. He did so many bad things. What he, they, he was what, not a great dude. What do they want? To, okay, so we sacrificed this child for you because you wanted it. We just throw it away? No, you eat that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the Native Americans, they used all the parts of it. You know, Zeus, you need to take a... I know, told you to kill thing. it. It doesn't mean I want to eat it. That's well, that's true. Hell yes. <laughs> Brent, werewolves also emerged in early Nordic folklore, and that is that is uh Nordics of this planet. Yes. Not yes. not extraplanetary yeah. Nordics. Yeah, the saga of the Volsungs tells the story of a father and son who discovered wolf pelts that have the power to turn people into wolves for ten days. As you were saying before, wolf power plus five. There you go. And the father and son duo Don the pelts transformed into the wolves and went on a killing rampage in the forest. And their rampage ended when the father attacked his son, causing a lethal wound, and the son only survived. He didn't die. Because of a kind raven gave his father a leaf with healing powers, plus five healing. Plus five healing, yeah. <laughs> like, you just killed all these people, but I'm a good raven. I'm going to give you, I'll save your son. That seems really awkward. Quoth the raven, nevermore? Yeah. Quoth the raven, take two, call me in the morning. Sounds like a parrot now. <laughs> take two. So there are also um, what we would call misidentified cases, Brent. 
allegedly. Uh, Many so-called werewolves from centuries ago were, in fact, serial killers. Uh, France had its fair share. Yeah, yeah. And so many people were like, well, it must have been a uh, a serial killer. In fact, 1522, Frenchman Pierre Bergeau and Michael Verdun allegedly swore allegiance to the devil as you do, and claim to have an ointment that turned them into wolves. After confessing to brutally murdering several children, they were burned at the stake till their death. And that's how it was put online, burned at the stake to their death. Uh, Burning was thought to be one of the few ways at that time to kill a werewolf. So, yeah, they got rid of it. And then there was Giles Garnier. He was known as the Werewolf of Dole. He was another 16th century Frenchman whose claim to fame was also an ointment with wolf morphine capabilities. And, and I always crap on people that are into essential oils. Maybe I need to really pay attention. <laughs> if you get into the holistic health and you really dive deep, yeah. turns out uh, if you're if you're bleeding from something, uh, they could also just turn you into a wolf and it'll fix it. I put lavender on it and I feel a lot better. Doctor says I'm going to die later. (laughs) (laughs) So according to a legend, Garnier uh, was a wolf and viciously killed children and ate them. He, too, was burned at the stake. The point being that he was actually just going around murdering kids and eating them, but saying he was a wolf. So the thing is, in 16th century (laughs) Europeans... They looked at such heinous crimes and they thought this could only be done by a, a beast. Right. And the wolf was the, the beast of the day. That was what they blamed stuff on because they thought there's no way these were serious. I mean, this things. guy's essentially Jeffrey Dahmer uh, yeah. of, of 15th century or 16th century France. But they're like, oh, no, it had to have been a monster. Yeah. So one of my favorites, and I actually watched a whole documentary on this, is The Beast of Gévaudan. Gévaudan. <laughs> Uh, it was the croissant murders of the <laughs> croissant. The historical name associated with a man-eating gray wolf dog or wolf dog, as they they said at the time, that terrorized the former providence of Jevoudan in Jevoudan. the Margeride Mountains in south central French. Uh, this was between 1764 and 1767. And so the attacks covered an area about 50 square miles instead of being committed by a beast or beast that had formidable teeth, immense tails, and according to contemporary eyewitnesses, just were not of that that land. They were they were they were crazy to see. Every time you reference it, can you actually say it so I can just throw my no? That's why I didn't say it again. (laughs) Victims were often killed by having their throats torn out. And in fact, the kingdom of France uses a considerable amount of manpower and money to hunt this animal and including the resources of several nobles, soldiers, civilians, and a number of the royal huntsmen all went out to try to get this. And this was serious for years. People were dying a lot. This was a serious thing where it wasn't just like, oh, I heard something. They took notice and they went out trying to solve this. They finally got him. Attacks ended, I should say. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this local hunter named Jean Chastel, he shot this thing during a hunt on June of sixteen, June of seventeen sixty-seven. So he shot this creature with a large caliber bullet of chevrotines, which was large caliber bullet, which was made with silver inside of it. See where that comes from? Mm-hmm. Huh? And the beast was then brought to the castle of Marquis de Alcher, and it was abducted by. A doctor, Dr. Bougelanet, a surgeon, he reported that after opening up and checking out, the stomach was shown to have, you know, the remains of the last victim. Now, this guy, this hunter, this Jean Chastel, was a hero. And he supposedly, that they said, he took his cross from his neck, his necklace or whatever he used, and he prayed at the church and then melted it down into this ball. And he used that to kill this beast. So wait, let me let, can we recap? So there's a, a period of of numerous years in France where a beast is murdering people. Mm-hmm. And it, the way they think it's a beast is because they're looking at the marks that are on the bodies and they're right. saying a beast did this. There's also and, countless eyewitness drawings and sketches and they all are follow the same shape. Okay. So that was very interesting and that's actually a big part of it too. So then they go out on a hunt, uh all the king's horses and all the king's men can't find this thing. Period. And they can't but eventually our hero Jean Chastel shoots and kills the beast mm-hmm. and it is a beast of some type. Mm-hmm. It's not a man yes. and it doesn't turn back into a man, but it's a beast. They dissect the beast, they find the the remains of the latest victim in there, case closed, and supposedly or allegedly the attack stop that moment. So here's where this kind of takes a turn and it's interesting. All that is true. 
this is documented the things the, the killings and things like that where it gets weird is how this guy killed this thing what he used so he did use his bullet and they said that this thing must have been fired at incredibly close range because it would have tumbled and fallen and it had no sort of weight of velocity yeah the animal acted almost as if it was attacking specific people so there was a murmur at the time that maybe it was trained if it was an animal well come to find out later on after reports and things like this it was actually either a subadult lion or a hyena looking at the drawings and stuff like that this guy they think got this fucking animal trained it killed these people with it then killed his own pet that's how it was so close to him they think he was actually using it to kill people the only way you could have gotten that close without being murdered by the animal was being its trainer and they know that uh hyena and and these other animals had gone missing from local like menageries of the time so there is a very strong likelihood that it was a hyena or maybe even a, a lion this guy trained it and then killed his own thing for for glory and he did kill it with a piece of silver that he 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 melted down and that's where that comes from that's one hell of a bedtime story so there's a whole documentary on this you should look it up they really look they even go back into like the the old records and they do a lot of digging uh, uh, into this story it's it's a hell of a thing before we wrap this up, Brent, I think we should take a look at a bit more of a modern day version. Yeah, so not only is it a bit more modern, it's also kind of close to us. It happens in Wisconsin, and it's uh, it's called the Bray Road Beast. And another one where we, I had said, uh, people have come up and said, you need to do one on werewolves, you need to do the Bray Road Beast. Well, here you go. The Bray Road Beast, there's a number of bizarre encounters in the late 80s and early 90s, and they point to what a lot of people say. Was there werewolf running around Wisconsin? Sweet. <laughs> well, not for the people involved. It doesn't mean you're going to meet him, Seabot. <laughs> so the, the the first werewolf sighting to go public were of a young woman named Doristine Gibson and from nearby Elkhorn. And she was driving along Bray Road near Delavan on October 31st of 1999. Now, that's later, but this is the first one that kind of sparked a lot of this stuff. So she neared an intersection and, and she leaned over to change the station on her radio, you know, not paying attention to the mm-hmm. road. And she felt uh, her tire jump up as if she had just hit something because, you know, she wasn't looking at the yeah. road. So, you know, obviously worried that she had hit an animal or something like that. She stopped the car and got out to see what she might have hit. She didn't see a dead animal on the road. So she started looking around the tree line. And then suddenly a dark and hairy form comes racing right. towards her. Right. She didn't stop to check out what it was or figure out if it was a, a, a wolf man or anything else. She hightailed it. It was over 50 feet away when she turned around, got in her car, and sped off. But as she tried to speed off, it jumped on her trunk. She actually said that it was bulky and said it had the form of someone who continually lifted weights. <laughs> but so yeah, it, it was jumped a, it on was her a, trunk. It yeah. was a cut wolf man. Jumped yeah. on her trunk and it couldn't hold on though yeah, because it was, it was too wet. Yeah, it was so too wet. It, it, so it falls off. Here's the part of the story that I just don't understand. Later that evening, she returned to the site where she had been attacked and the, whatever attacked her had jumped on her car. She returned to that site with a young girl with her. So that it wasn't just she was going there. Like, that's how you get to town. So they said she was taking the girl to go trick-or-treating and happens to come through the area. But again. wouldn't you think that if a lunatic had jumped on your car or a wolfman had jumped on your car, that perhaps you'd avoid that area? No. Uh, you go get your shaky cam. <laughs> and, yeah, right. You know, and you, you try to make get, sure it's dark out. Yes, exactly. And you go to town. So when they're driving by, they see a large form on the side of the road and and they see the creature moving. She tells the child to lock her door and drives away quickly from right. the scene. So she doesn't keep quiet about this. And this is where this kind of kicks off. Word spreads about her encounter. And all of a sudden, all these local people start coming up and going, man, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, yeah. And these sightings date back to like 1989. Tons of people said they'd had similar things or seen these hairy. Now, not a Bigfoot, but a werewolf, like a all, beast man. And it all took place on this or on or near this Bray Road. Yeah. So one night in the fall of that year, 24-year-old woman, she's a bar manager named Lorraine Aldrizi, was rounding a curve on Bray Road, just about a half a mile from where the other side had, had happened, and saw what she thought was a person kneeling or hunched over on the side of the road. So she slows down, take a look to see if someone needs help. She said she's about 
six feet away or less when she gets next to it. And boom, it's this monster. And the sighting lasts for about 45 seconds. She stated that she clearly saw a beast with grayish brown fur, fangs, pointed ears, and she said his face was long and snouty like a wolf. Oh, wow. There is a wolf man next to my car. One, one thousand to 1000 for 45 seconds so here's the thing i don't know if you freeze in fear or if you just go cheese it and get out of there because if it's just sitting there on smoke break because we know from we know dogmen they chat they, they smoke the, the, the you cigarette extend now if you guys aren't familiar with that just go back and listen to our skinwalker ranch episode and you'll find out i mean sometimes even everyone needs a snickers break <laughs> You know, take five. So smoke sees, if you got him. She sees the wolf man sitting there smoking and thinks, huh. Ooh, fun. I'll be the mummy. And she uh, she takes mental note and checks out. Then in, in 92, four or five horses that were pastured near Elkhorn were found with their throats slashed. And we got this guy, John Fredrickson, who investigated, was quoted as saying they were almost surgical type wounds. Hmm. Mm. So what's with the Bray Road Beast? What do you think? I mean, the... They say the creature simply resembled no known animals, but alternately was compared to dogs, bears, and wolves. And according to this guy, Dan Grobner of the International Wolf Research Center in Eli, Minnesota, he said that the creature could not have been a wild wolf because it's completely different than anything that could have been a wolf. Those are always John. tough. Those are always tough because you get you can get experts that say, "Yeah, that looks exactly like a wolf mark." So they and should then have the next person. Right. The next person says, "No, there's no way that was a wolf mark." The the expert opinion on on that type of analysis is always tricky. It's questionable. And here's the other thing: the they have red wolves there. They don't have gray wolves in that area. There shouldn't be gray wolves. Not to say that there couldn't be. Uh, and everyone that said it, they saw it said that it had a grayish look to it, but was. You know, much larger so that was another thing they would compare it to red wolves or you know they have black bears in the area and stuff like that just an interesting a lot of events a lot of people came forward and said hey i had an experience and uh yeah, as quickly as it started it kind of it kind of fizzled out specifically too. with the bray road incident i mean i i certainly think that there was something unusual going on there whether it was a and wolf it, man or not. no it was werewolf they said so oh done yeah in, in exactly oh Speaking of, I just told you that was a werewolf, John. The thing I didn't tell you is if you run into this guy, say you're in this Bray Road, you're out in Wisconsin or wherever you might be, how do you deal with one? I'm going to teach you. I can't wait. So remember I told you guys, break out that paper and pen. Here you go. Two ways to kill a werewolf. Silver bullet. And? That's it. Shoot him with a silver bullet. Nope. Sorry, Rudy. (laughs) Okay, so what's the other way? What? Second way to kill a werewolf. Um, car crash, accident with power tools, old age, falling out of a window, onto a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Thank the, you, Monster Squad. The second part they're missing is um, you poison a porterhouse steak and you throw it to him. And Why does it got to be a porterhouse? That's a good cut. It's a, well, it's a big steak. It's two steaks. It's, it's separated a, it's by a bone. A, well, I mean, these are hungry creatures. You throw I them a little, a, a tiny little fillet, they're going to be like, Pshaw. it's not worth, not worth bending over for. Well, if you don't want to waste a good porterhouse. Here's how you take care of them. Silver. Ah, we talked about that. Now in that clip, he said, pushing him out of a window onto a bomb. They literally do that in the movie. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, he reconstitutes, yeah, right? Yeah, he just comes back together. Yeah. And that's one of the things you're like, I always wondered what would happen there. Not to be outdone by silver, mercury. Uh, they used to say the mercury worked. And guess what mercury's called? Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah, there you go. Back in the, the day, we told you about burning them at the stake what that is kind of doing it's removing the heart of the head you destroy the heart or the head and that they said would kill a werewolf now we learned in other ways and maybe that doesn't really work but uh, back in the day they said decapitation is really effective you mentioned mercury uh, this is a complete side note but i was reading an article the other day about a guy who tried to kill himself by he was a, a, a scientist of some type and he tried to kill himself by injecting mercury into his bloodstream. Oh, he didn't die, but you should see the X-ray of his body. Like he, he's not doing well. Yeah, you don't say. It right? looks really painful. I don't want to say eat a bullet, but man, there's got to be better ways. There has injecting. to be. Yeah. Uh, the other one that they say, other werewolves. Just get yourself a different werewolf. Cinematic werewolf can kill another werewolf by you know battle, and uh, that'll do the trick. Now we, t- <laughs> one must fall. Yeah, there, there can be only one. Oh, God. Hey, we talked about this earlier. It's not a way to kill one, but to repel one. Wolfsbane, that herb. Or if you're from Britain, herb. 
And uh, that's the way that uh, they get rid of it. They say herb. We say herb. And if you're Eddie Izzard, he says, because there's a fucking H in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Wolfsbane, yeah. And it also, it's a twofer. Keep it around. It also repels vampires. Oh, that's, well, that's, that's a really helpful one. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure it's fresh. I don't even know if that matters, but I'm just going to say that. But can you smoke it, man? (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, that is werewolves throughout the ages. We we gave you some stories, a, a little bit of science, not much, and hopefully a bit of fun. Have actual werewolves ever existed? We'll leave that and other ghoulish Halloween questions to you, dear listener. Yeah, let us know. And while you're letting us know things, let us know your favorite Halloween topic. There's a good way to tell us. Hysteria Nation. Hop on Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. It's our Facebook discussion group for all things weird. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod is our normal page. We're on at Hysteria51 on Twitter. You can find us everywhere. Instagram, give us a follow on there. Patreon. $30 sniff John go forth don't forget and all the other that things is not a reward, that are going to be on there there are some great rewards on there up to and including picking your own topic special t-shirts you can get your own page on our website i mean there's so many things you can do but another thing you can do that's really important you're going to want to do it leave us a voicemail 773-669-7277 again that's 773-669-7277 and we got voicemails galore hey what's up deeks uh, fuck, God damn it! I already fucked it up. What's up, dick squeezers? My name's Darren fucking Duncan. That's my real middle name. Anyway, I just want to apologize, because last time I called in, I was drunk. And this time... Ah, fuck. Yeah, I'm drunk, too. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think man. you guys are super radical. And uh, the fucking... Uh, the Georgia Guidestones episodes with titties and beer. And if you don't like titties and beer... And fuck you in the face with a cactus from Tucson or Roswell or somewhere else really that specific. has cactuses. But anyway, really thought about you that. can also call me the cool kid collector. Look me up on YouTube and Facebook. I'm a pretty rad guy. I got lots of friends. Conspiracy Bot's been called Actually, a kid collector. Actually, now that I think about it, thing. I don't have no. any friends. And that's probably <laughs> why I keep calling you fucking assholes. Because I got nothing else better to do. Hey, we like but it. But listen so to you. Okay fucking assholes for fucking 10 hours a goddamn day, but I appreciate it. What do you really think? You make my day at work go by that much faster. I want to give a shout out to my homeboy, Chris Koneko. He's from New Jersey. He's the one who told me about you guys. He's also on YouTube, Crumbs of the Dead. Uh, I am from the lower 11th dimension. Eleventy-two uh, Because I am from the Rockford area. You guys are from Chicago. I'm sure you're familiar with that. But anyway, give a fuck, right? Catch you guys on the flip side. Now that I'm all cut up with your episodes, I gotta fucking wait every week and this is bullshit. <laughs> I don't wanna wait a week. Bust them out every other day. I need you to do this for me. Every other day, <laughs> pump out an episode. Even if it's 20 minutes long, I don't give a fuck, do something. Have C-Bot give me a fucking email. I hate don't that forget, cunt, $30 you but, can stiff you know, John. Whatever, that, might, dude. that might stick you in for good, a couple Daddy weeks. All good, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, we have more? Rockford. That's not too far from us. No, a couple no. hours. He's west. Diabetes. It hurts me to pee and it causes me to be short with my family. I can't sleep at night. The other day, I stubbed my toe and took it out on the dog. And two weeks ago, I ran out of vanilla ice cream and struck my wife. <laughs> and then I find out my wife's been dead for six years. Oh, is this from Family Guy? Who the so. hell did I hit? This message brought to you by the National Diabetes Association. Is spelled with P that looks like backwards R. Fun fact. Russian P looks like American staple. Hi there, Peter Griffin here. You know what really grinds my gears? People who call Hysteria 51 and don't know what to say. And Joe Peck, why do you keep letting him on the show? I want David Pumpkins on instead. Uh, but in all seriousness, we really enjoy the show. You guys are doing absolutely awesome. And You guys kick ass. Thank you for everything. Well, thank you. And uh, can't wait for more, uh, more, uh, more content to come out there. You know, get, get that content out there. And get that content out there. <laughs> I'm Billy Griffin here with my latest creation, Monster Energy Drink. 
What is it? I don't know, but it's free from this truck that stopped outside your work. Mixed it with food. Ever been wide awake, blacked out? Ever tried to jump over a train on a bike? Ever bit the beak off a bird? Monster energy. Put it in your body and ask questions. <laughs> I like the production value. <laughs> I, that was a that was a well done. And anybody else with good uh, good impressions like that, please call in. We love impressions. I'm David Pumpkin. Have no fear. There will always be more David Pumpkin. That's our thoughts on werewolves. Happy Halloween, everybody. Go out. Don't dress as a bumblebee. Even if you think it's badass, people will tell you you're cute. And if That's you're listening to this away. after Halloween, because I think we're releasing this a couple days before, happy Halloween for next year. Yeah. You know what? Listen to this on repeat until then. It's a great idea. It's probably best for your sanity, your marriage, and your children. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.